So, Jose, is one of the most dramatic and emotional stories in the Old Testament. Jose is a prophet, and he's called a minor prophet, not because he's not important, because um, his writings are smaller than those of Jeremiah and Isaiah, etc. Um, but Hosea has this call on his life in his prophet, as a prophet. Um, but um, when you read the minor prophets and what they went through, you, que- you question, do I really want to be called by God to be a prophet? Everybody seems to want to be a prophet nowadays, but it does seem like a difficult and challenging task in the Old Testament. Some prophets had amazing experience of God. Um, Isaiah, other people had amazing experience of God, but, but prophets like um, Hosea had a difficult time. And Hosea, he lived in a time when Israel was very prosperous and had expanded the lands, but were also very religious. Uh, later, he saw the rise of the Assyrian Empire, which threatened the security of Israel. And Israel was under constant um, threat from Assyria. Israel finally was displaced by Assyria in 1722 BC, and the Israelites were spread out all over the Assyrian Empire. Finally, they returned to land in 500 BC, and they mixed with foreigners who settled in Israel, and they became known as the Samaritans, and the capital city was called Samaria. So Israel had become an unfaithful nation towards God in the time of Hosea, worshipping the Baals, and Hosea accused them of spiritual adultery and of pursuing the pagan deities in place of God, forsaking their call to follow God. And, and Hosea accuses them of, of at least seven sins, of being unfaithful in their own marriages and unfaithful towards God, and that they sold themselves to other gods for some type of blessing that didn't exist, that they desired independence from God, which is the very essence of sin. And they were always lies and scheming amongst them and talking behind people's back. They worshipped other gods. They were ignorant that they um, practiced immorality, drunkenness and violence. And it wasn't the most pleasant place to be. They expressed ingratitude um, towards God and what God had done for them. And God holds certain people responsible for this in the community. Um, Although everyone was responsible for the sin, there were certain people that God held primarily responsible because they should have been faithful to God and preached God's word to the people around them and kept the people on track. And and the people he held accountable were the priests, the prophets, the princes and the profiteers, those who were profiteering from the sinfulness of others. And Hosea is God's last word to Israel. And it's an incredible response of love and a desire to win back Israel from its sin. It highlights the Hebrew word hesit, which means God's loving kindness, compassion, unfailing life, love, a life of long covenant with God. And God is never going to stop trying to win the people back. And Hosea is to demonstrate God's hesit through his marriage to a woman of questionable quality called Gomer. And um, God says, go and marry uh, basically a woman who will be unfaithful to you, a woman who's going to cause you pain and hurt and um, who's going to come 
and stay with you and leave you for another man, come back, stay with you, leave you again, come back, stay with you and leave you again. And we'll always, always um, come back to you, but then be unfaithful in our relationship. And this was to demonstrate the relationship that Israel had with God. They were always worshipping God, going to the temple, being religious. But when they left the temple, they were worshipping false idols and gods and their life did not demonstrate the values and the principles that God wanted. They were unjust. They practiced immorality. They were evil and bad. They, they were crushed the poor and took, and, and a few took the wealth for themselves. And so Hosea was to, to preach into this, but not to necessarily use words. But his life was to become a prophetic demonstration of God's love. So Hosea's life is demonstrating the prophetic words. And we've seen this in other prophets. Jeremiah was to remain single to demonstrate that God no longer had a, had a wife and was alone because um, Judah was unfaithful. Ezekiel, his wife, died as a symbol of the people of, to the people of Judah, and he was not to shed a tear or mourn her death. This was to demonstrate that God was bereaved at the condition of his bride, Israel. So Hosea's marriage symbolized Israel's relationship with God. He was commanded to marry an unfaithful wife, and this was an example of God who took Israel out of captivity and gave their own land and made a covenant relationship with them. God gave them everything. He cared for Israel, cared for all their needs, but still they were unfaithful to him and they sought after other lovers and pagan deities. Hosea married Gomer and she bore him children, but after a while she became unfaithful and an adulteress, um, even to the extent that... Um, she, she perhaps became so in debt to her lovers that she was sold into slavery. And Hosea had his wife um, working as a prostitute and a slave uh, and totally living a depraved life whilst he had to minister as a prophet of God to the people of Israel. Very difficult task in life for Hosea as a prophet. But Hosea married Gomer and she bore him children um, and she had many lovers and and um, she she um, was really unfaithful to Hosea. But the three children were named Jezreel, as we heard in the text. One was called Jezreel, the firstborn, named after the infamous valley of Jezreel. And the meaning is that God will bring an end to Israel. So his first son is called God will bring an end to Israel. So that, that's quite a dramatic um, statement there in the name of his children. Lo Rohama, his um, daughter who was born, um, means not loved, no longer loved. That Israel is no longer loved by God as Israel is unfaithful to God. And his final son, um, which probably he did not father, but was one of the, the children of, of Gomer's lovers, um, was called Loami, not my people, as probably the son that was born by Gomer was not Hosea's son. So therefore, um, Israel was no longer God's people, God's children. 
and not recognised from God. That's that's really challenging, isn't it? When God starts to say to you as a as a country, as a nation, as an individual, as a church, that you need to turn so much away from sin and turn back to God, and and not to be unfaithful to God, to play uh, religious with God, and and pray that I'm committed to God and I love God and I serve God and come in church. You make uh, make your your um, spiritual sacrifices as we make now, but go out back into the world and worship idols, put other things as priorities in your life rather than God, um, to seek after all idols and to live a life of immorality and justice and unkindness and hatred and, and gossip and other things um, behind other people's back and to live that lifestyle. God just does not want that. He does not like that. And God says to the people of Israel, you know, I would rather you didn't make sacrifices in the temple. I don't want your sacrifices. I want you to love me, and not only to love me, but to know me. And that's a desire that God has for each one of us. He wants us to love him and to know him and know his heart and his desire and be in a personal relationship with God. He doesn't necessarily want religious people who are making sacrifices to him and then going and don't know him and don't love him and their life doesn't demonstrate that yet they say they're children of God and people of God that does not help God it does not help them and so we can't live in that falsehood but in the reality that we need to live in relationship with God to love him and know him and we do that through reading our Bible understanding more about God's word we know that through becoming spiritual disciplines of prayer and fasting and isolation of seeking God's love and to know God, meditating upon his word and spending more and more time saying, God, I just want to know you. I want to know your heart. Speak to me and um, through all these different ways in which I can encounter you. But that takes time and discipline to know and love God. And perhaps we'd probably just rather make a sacrifice of Sunday worship or something else rather than really to know and love God and live for him. Now, like Israel, Gomer's lovers deserted her and she fell into hard times. As we said before, she perhaps even sold herself into slavery or lived as a prostitute um, to pay off debts that she had uh, accumulated. And um, God said to Hosea, you know, you're separated from your wife. She's she's in slavery. She's She's totally depraved. She's in a really horrible, horrible place. But I want you to go and redeem her. I want you to go and bring her back into the family home. I want you to go and show her love and compassion again. And I wonder what Hosea's reaction was. Really, God, you want me to do that? I've just actually separated from this woman now, and she's she's living that way. And as a family, we're we're getting on, and we're we're, we're actually quite happy. And even Gomer's children reproached her and rebuked her, and um, were were not happy with her. Uh, and so you can see the side of the family sort of, yeah, we'll, we'll get on with our life. We've had this trauma and difficulty, but now we're going our lives. Why do we have to go and bring it back in again? Because says, I want you to show my, by you going there and, and showing love to her, you're demonstrating my love to Israel, who is like your wife and gone far, far away, made itself a slave and adulteress by worshipping other gods. I don't know who say, I don't know who say his feelings at this time, but probably, he didn't like his wife. He was probably embarrassed by her lifestyle and having to talk, having to cope with everyone talking about the crazy prophet with the adulterous wife and probably having to care for children who were perhaps not his own. 
his heart must have been broken, suffering from the breakdown of his marriage and the pain and heartache that his wife's actions caused to his family. How would he cope when God says to him, you must go and forgive Goma? Buy her back and restore her as your wife. Perhaps he told God, no way, that's just one step too far. I've done everything you've told me so far, but I'm not going to do that, God. But Hosea went and he reconciled with Gomer. He had mercy for the adulteress, which was uncommon in those times. It was more normal for an adulteress to be stoned to death rather than to receive mercy. Then Hosea brought Gomer back to his home, um, but he didn't take her immediately back into the marriage bed. He kept her separated, misrepresented the people of Israel going into exile for a time where God would separate himself from them, but bring them back and show his love to them at a later stage. But Hosea was starting to understand something more about God, about God's character, about who God was. Hosea's had to go through all this pain in his heart, in his agony, the brokenness of relationship, the brokenness of family, to, to demonstrate to the people of Israel God's heartbeat and pain at the loss of his bride Israel, at the adultery, at the, the evilness, at the prostitution, at the, the paganness of his bride Israel and how far they have wandered off from God who is their husband, who loves them, who desires to be reconciled. And even after all what Israel's done to God, God still seeks, and this last word to them, remember this is the last word of God to Israel, that he is saying that I still love you, I still want to restore you, I still want to pay a price for you, to redeem you, and bring you back home, that you will be in relationship with me again. I love you so much. And so through Hosea's own experience, he's demonstrating the heartbreak of God and the love of God for Israel through his own experience with Gomer. He was stamped with divine love and compassion. And Hosea is a prophet. He's called to bear a cross to experience both the suffering heart and the redeeming love of God. And obedience, Hosea drank the bitter cup and redeemed his wife from her life of adultery and rebellion to illustrate what God's what God desired to do with Israel if they would only return and repent and turn back to him. And after all this happened in Hosea, in chapter 4, God says to him, Now you know my heart and have felt what I feel. Go and preach it to the people. That's amazing, isn't it? Now you know my heart. Now you know what I feel and what I have felt. Go and preach it to the people. And we have an even greater demonstration of God's love in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, who came to die on the cross to pay a price to redeem uh, God's people, to redeem all people who will call on the name of Jesus, all people who will confess their sins, all people who will declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, all people who will be adopted into the family of God and call God their Father. And Jesus Christ demonstrates God's love and compassion once again for a world that is far off for him, that even in Romans calls us the enemies of God. Yet God says, uh, even before the world began, my plan was to redeem you, to pay a price for you, to restore you, to bring you into relationship with you because I love you so much. 
but I want to bring you into a relationship of faithfulness and commitment and dedication for me and I'm going to put my Holy Spirit within you that you will know my heart that you will know my compassion that you will know my love for you and when you know my heart and you know my compassion when you know what I've done for you for Jesus Christ when you know what I've done for you when you know what I've done for Israel and even love them even though they're far off from me that I still love my bride go and preach it go and tell the world how much they are loved by God So it's important that we follow the divine example of God. It was God who pledged pledged forgiveness to Israel first and then called Hosea to do the same in his own relationship. And this story of Hosea gives a profound insight into the very nature of God, as did the story of Jonah. Forgiveness would not come easy for Hosea, but those who have felt God's forgiveness learn to forgive. And Jesus' words on the cross say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The divine love of God for his whole creation. And even in chapter 2, God, in Hosea, God proclaims words of hope. He says, for for those who um, are, are far off, for those who, who have followed other gods, I will plant her for myself in the land I will show my love to the one I called not my loved one so the one he called not my loved one he will show his love again and he will say to those he he called not my people he will say to them you are my people and they will say you are my God and so even if you feel that you are not loved by God God loves you and he will always love you even if you feel that you're not one of God's people God says you are my people, you have to believe in his love and his heart and his compassion for you. Believe in what he's done through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, that God is always there willing with open arms to call you home. If only you are willing to turn to him and believe in him and trust him and live for him and transform your life and not live in a life of two-mindedness, of worshipping God and living in your own life and your own world and your own activities that you want to do, but submit to God that your life will be a symbol of God's love to all people. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for your unending love. We thank you for your faithful prophet, Hosea, who was willing to, to, to live this life of sacrifice, to drink this cup of suffering, uh, cup of suffering, to demonstrate your love to the people of Israel, to know your heart and to be able to preach it. So, Father, help us this morning that your Holy Spirit will reveal more of your heart of love for us, that we will preach that and preach that out and speak it and evangelize and declare it in our words and our actions. So bless each one of us, fill us with the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs>